Ohayou gozaimasu. Salamat pagi. Um, buenos dias, dias. Dias. Good morning, generally. I haven't done a podcast for a while because I've noticed that it hasn't been listened to lately. And I'm wondering if that's partly because it's too content heavy. My main motivation in this role, leading languages in docile, is to invigorate languages, to connect with you, and to try and get my ideal, which is an ideal of student-to-student communication spontaneous throughout their language lessons, but also throughout the school, throughout the week. I feel like there's been a bit of a misunderstanding that I'm kind of expecting language to be spoken student to student automatically, that suddenly you can turn around one lesson and students will be speaking with each other. That's definitely not the case in my classes, and I certainly don't expect that that would be the case in other people's classes. If it is, please talk to me because I would love to know what you're doing to make that happen. Especially going in and out of this remote learning, our mental capacity, our sensitivities even are frayed. I feel like somebody's come along and just pulled me apart a little bit in comparison to what I usually am. Although when I think about it, the usual load of teaching has been pretty stressful for pretty much all of my career. So having this particular variety of challenges is different and then kind of the same in other ways. And I think this year in comparison to last year, there's a lot more of a sense of this is just going to go on. So we need to be able to continue to function as people creating the environment for quality language learning. I was going to say language teachers, but that's not what I mean. I mean, our job is not to make students learn so much as to create the environment in which they will be able to learn. So that goes on, whether it's in the remote space or in the face-to-face space, with or without masks, um, with whatever things are happening around us. So what I want to say is that I want to create more of a chatty broadcast more of a chatty podcast because I know that you don't want to hear a whole heap of do this, do that's, write this form, do this survey, make this assessment, do another reporting thing. That's all going to happen in your life anyway. So how about I just chat to you? Um, I'd also really like it if there was a way for us both, as in me to make these and you to listen, to make it a little bit more um, embedded into our routines. So if I make Monday morning, for example, my podcast making morning, and I just chat like this for 10 minutes, no more, and 
give a sense of feeling connected, hopefully at least with me, but also with what's happening in language teaching around the space. I would also love it if you were able to send me any sort of feedback, even if it's a quick email of, yes, Susan, that is exactly what I want. I don't want a heap of stuff. Or maybe it's an email saying, could you explain such and such part of language teaching more to me? Because I'm feeling like I can't do it. I'm the only person who can't do it and I'm overwhelmed or whatever it is so that we start to get a little bit more dialogue between us. And it's not just the monologue of me talking. So one of the things that I've been really thinking about is this whole language is literacy thing. We all know that language is literacy. Language literally means learning how to communicate and therefore whether you're doing that in Japanese or Chinese or English, you are becoming more literate. That is when you see oral language as part of the word literacy. You can also see the word literacy as being specifically about reading and writing. Um, to be literate has meant in many contexts to be able to read and write, not just to be able to speak. However, because oral language is so much the foundation of being able to speak, it really is also part of that process of becoming literate reading and writing version. What I've been thinking about is... When I look at the literacy resources in most classrooms, there are shelves and shelves and shelves, so many shelves that people don't even know where to put the new resources that they want to buy, of books for students to read and information for teachers to assess and really clear instructional material for teachers so that those literacy learning activities are backed up by an incredible weight even of books. And there's, if you've had a look at Fontes and Pinnell, for example, there's hundreds and hundreds of readers in there that are really clearly leveled and really clearly connected with assessment. We don't have the same sort of access to those materials in our different languages. Now, in theory, yes, we could go to the country of our language and get a similar sort of materials in that language and bring it into a literacy program in our language. But apart from the obvious of we don't have the same amount of time because literacy blocks are meant to be two hours a day, five days a week, that makes 10 hours a week. And usually language teachers at primary school level are working in um, 30, 40 minute blocks, one hour blocks. And we literally have um, a 10th, sometimes a 20th of the amount of face-to-face -face time, but that's much, much worse because of the forgetting curve and not being able to build that memory capacity for students. Therefore, we are down at, who knows, something like one hundredth of the amount of time to get 
developed information into students' heads. So there's two ways to tackle that. One, of course, is to really work towards a whole school program of languages. Teachers as co-learners is one way of heading towards that, but just seeing it as a whole school program is a really good way of working towards that. Not all schools are able to do that. I get it. So what if we just do just work within the time that we've got, but see our program as being part of literature? Okay, we can't do that because we don't have the resources. And in particular, I feel like we don't have the resources that talk about the sorts of things that students might say to each other in the classroom. You might be able to get a book of um, Italian words that a two-year-old might read, which would be totally appropriate for a two-year-old in, Ital in Italy, but the sorts of words that are in those books are not necessarily the sorts of words that we're speaking with each other in the classroom, because that's for a two-year-old in a household setting where they're learning within their family, not for a five and six and seven and eight and nine and 10 and 11 and 12 year olds who are learning within a classroom setting. So I've been working on developing some books that are leveled, are fun and are targeted towards classroom language learning. What do you think? I have shared some of them in the sale languages space. Is this something that you want? Because if I don't get that feedback from you that this is something that you want, then there's no point in me to putting my time into making it. And just a final note before I finish, I'm not going to edit this podcast, partly from time and partly to give it more of a sense of chattiness so that I don't sound like I know what I'm talking about in every single part of life and teaching because I'm very much in the space of working it out with you and with my students and with all of the evidence-based learning that I do. So it won't be edited. It will be straight, me talking at my home, looking out over the dam, which has finally not got rain on it anymore. Jane is a really chatty way to say see ya in Japanese. Jane, similar to ciao. Okay, talk next week and I will get back to doing this weekly. Jane.